I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the first decade of this century, the Episcopal Church and all of the Anglican Communion were embroiled in argument and controversy, with some members of the body suggesting that other members of the body had walked away from traditional understandings of Christian teaching and morality. Many thought that our worldwide body could not stay together when we had such different understandings of, well, so many things. The presenting problem, of course, was that in 2003, the Diocese of New Hampshire had elected a partnered gay man as bishop, and the larger Episcopal Church, though not completely of one mind, did not prevent his ordination and consecration. Most of the provinces of the Anglican Communion were up in arms, seeing this as just the latest in a series of defections by the Episcopal Church from traditional Christian faith. That probably started with the ordination of women and continued with our growing recognition of GLBT Christians as full and equal members of the church. The Anglican Communion had been struggling over our identity for some time as the British Empire collapsed, but the churches birthed by the Church of England remained all over the world, from Canterbury to Cancun, from Zionsville to Zanzibar. But the consecration of Jean Robinson was a flashpoint for the church. I won't go into all the details here, they are easily Googleable. But the crisis led to a conversation about what held us together as a worldwide body. Was it our history? Was it the Archbishop of Canterbury? Was it our shared liturgy? Some in the church argued that we needed a stronger way to bind us together and a clear way to discipline, even dismiss, provinces from the communion when they misbehaved. After many global meetings, lots of theological wrestling, and not a little posturing, an Anglican covenant was proposed. This covenant would delineate what beliefs held us together and what behaviors might require censure, even rejection, from the worldwide body. We're still wrestling with this notion of covenant, though it hasn't gotten very far. And the best argument I have heard against a covenant is that we're not the Anglican covenant, but rather the Anglican communion. And this makes sense to me. For though there is great precedent in Scripture for covenants, I think the more important theological image for the church is communion. We're not held together by statements of belief, nor by measures for discipline, though those things are important. We're held together 
by love. We're held together by love in relationship with one another through Jesus Christ, who is at our center. Now, communion is not the kind of relationship that human institutions, even church ones, particularly like, because it is not clear-cut. There are no outlined structures in a communion. No, communion is about love and trusting that there is something more powerful than ourselves holding us together. Communion is what our Lord invites us into. And I think that it is worthy to remember this on the Feast of Corpus Christi, the day when we celebrate that Jesus gave us the sacrament of Holy Communion. In the Gospel for today, Jesus declares that he is the bread of life, living bread come down from heaven. Before this, though, Jesus has provided a miracle of literal bread, enough to feed 5,000 people. And because of that miracle, the people wanted to take Jesus by force and make him their king. Jesus flees from this desire of the people for worldly power and kingship and later declares himself not king, but bread. For Jesus knows the ways of earthly kings, of earthly powers. That way is the way of forcing unity, the way of drawing firm lines between who is in and who is out, the way of law and order. But that's not the way of Jesus. Jesus doesn't force a unity through power and punishment. No, Jesus draws us to him and draws all of us together not by lording over us, but by sacrificing for us, giving us his body on the cross, giving us his body on the altar. Jesus draws us to him, draws us together, not by drafting laws and codes, but through a meal, bread and wine made holy, a meal that binds us together more strongly than could any law or any oath of loyalty. But even around this beautiful gift, the gift of Christ's sacrifice, of Jesus' meal, we like to place rules and boundaries. In an ideal world, we are supposed to come to the communion table only when we are at peace with one another only when we have asked God for forgiveness of our sins. But the truth is, I come to this table in all kinds of states. When I'm not at peace, when I'm cranky and hard-hearted, when I have confessed with my lips, but not with my heart. And I've watched many of you come to the communion rail with heavy hearts, too, because of a broken relationship, sometimes 
with another, even in this church. I've watched you come to the communion rail struggling with some sin in your life that you just can't give up or ask pardon for yet. And that's okay. Because we trust the power of the Eucharist. We trust the power, the love of God, not ourselves. For the body and blood of Christ, as Pope Francis reminds us, is not a prize for the perfect, but powerful medicine and nourishment for the weak. It is itself a forgiveness of sins when we cannot ask. It is a bond of love with Christ, and it is that which binds us together in love. After all, as Paul reminds the Corinthians, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. We are held together, we are held to Christ, beloved, not because we agree on everything or maybe anything, whether scripture or politics or about the latest parish squabble. No, we're held together we are in communion together because week in and week out we come to the altar and through the body of Christ we are given new life we are forgiven loved strengthened for the journey and in some mystical way are made one the body of Christ Corpus Christi, together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.